Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. So we talked uh, during the big show about uh, the Packers, pretty much, right? In some aspect or another, we talked about Devontae Adams, we had the Giannis and Aaron Rodgers conversation uh, in the second hour of the show that was uh, very popular with everybody. Uh, the Turner and Patrick are gone for the Packers. You want Bulaga brought back. Uh, so a, a lot of Packer talk uh, there uh, in the show uh, outside of Sean Devaney talking some Bucks in the NBA and Jim Polzine talking Badgers. Uh, I, I want to get into something that, I don't know, I, I think is uh, an interesting conversation. And I kind of want to see where you NFL fans kind of uh, fall on this deal. I think to a degree, we're all probably kind of different uh, in our opinions on this. I'm not going to make it a poll question per se, but if you want to tweet in or call in, that's fine. So apparently we have some NFL teams that are offering up uh, new options for the NFL overtime rule. And these are the options. The Eagles and the Colts both uh, are asking for the rule change to allow both teams an opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. Because right now, 
you get the ball, you score a touchdown, you win. And people don't like that because people think that, uh, and the numbers probably prove it out, not saying it's not true, but if you get the ball first, you win because defenses just aren't all that good uh, anymore, apparently, and the offensive team gets the ball and they normally go down and score. That doesn't happen all the time, but that's kind of the feeling. And that's why everybody wants to make another rule change uh, to kind of fix that. So the Colton Eagles say, give both teams an opportunity. Regardless if somebody scores a touchdown or not, let the other team have a chance to come back and score. Now, having said that, if, let's say, it's the Colton Eagles playing and the Eagles uh, throw an interception, the Colts return for a touchdown, game over. That's it. All done. Right? If you turn it over and they score, game's over. Regardless of how it happens. This is not, we're not saying... Hey, uh, Eagles have the ball. Colts have the ball. They score a touchdown. Now let's give the Eagles a chance to come back and match. That's not the conversation. The conversation simply is both teams get a chance to have offense. That's it. Now the other option uh, that is out there and being bantied about is with the Tennessee Titans. The Titans want to allow both teams an opportunity to possess the ball in overtime unless the team with the first possession scores a touchdown and... Here's the, the, the tricky part and a successful two point conversion. So they're saying we're fine with the rule as it is, as far as if you score a touchdown, you win and the game's over, but you also have to score a two point conversion in order to not give the other team the ball back. So now if Rogers and the Packers take the ball and drive it down the field and score a touchdown where normally it would be game over, you win. Now Rodgers and the Packers offense would also have to convert a two-point conversion in order to win. Now, this is interesting, and I'll tell you why. If you're going to force them to go for two and they miss it, which means the game continues, now the other team, we'll say it's the Titans, they get the ball back. So let's say they come down and score. According to nobody's, it doesn't say in this rule that they have to go for two as well, which means they could come down, get a touchdown, only have to kick the extra point and win the football game. That's my issue with this. I'm okay with forcing them to go for two, but I think every touchdown in overtime, you should be forced to go for two. Regardless, you could have the rule that if you convert it first, you win. I'm fine with that. And I think if you now the other team gets the ball back to come down, they also have to go for two. I don't think they should be allowed to win on an extra point. I guess that would be my only thing uh, with this overtime option that I don't like. I think both teams should be forced to go for two in that scenario uh, versus the second team now who gave up the initial touchdown and the game should have been over, who you allowed to continue to play, and now they get the benefit of the doubt and only have to kick an extra point. So I, I don't necessarily know if I like that one. What about you? Do you like either one of those options or would you rather keep it the way it is concerning NFL overtime? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12:50 a.m. The Fan Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. AR Adam Roberts, executive producer. What do you think? So this is interesting because I remember this a conversation going back to when I was in college. So this is about I think it was a senior, so about six years ago. There was a game my good friend and I were watching uh, in college football. I don't remember who it was, and it went to overtime. 
And the final score ended up being something like 56, 55 or whatever it was. And when conversations like this NFL overtime discussion come up, I wonder if one of the reasons that the idea of the NFL overtime changing to a college-style overtime doesn't happen more is because people maybe just subconsciously don't want to see NFL games ending like final score, Kansas City 62, Buffalo sure. Bills 61. Yep. And I don't know. I like the I certainly like the way college football does it compared to the old days where you could just have a game end in a tie. Right. Because no one wants to watch a American football game end in a tie. It's we joke about it. We make it a meme every time it happens in the regular season. But you see it. You see in hockey, you see ties. You see ties in soccer. You can't a tie in NBA is not allowed. So the NFL, like you said, you play a full quarter and then it essentially becomes a tie. And that doesn't happen a ton, but it does happen. You're right. Now, when it comes to the now, if we're talking just about these two proposals, uh, yeah, you have to give both teams an opportunity to score because the whole point of sports not just football, but sports in general, is two teams or two individuals compete on what is supposed to be an even playing field for an equal chance to win the game. So, But it is an equal playing field. My defense is on the field trying to stop your offense. And that's if what my people will def- say. If my defense fails and they score, because that's how it was. It was sudden death. You kick a field goal and you win, it's over. And that wasn't good enough because defenses aren't good enough. So now we're going to make, well, you have to score a touchdown. And defenses still aren't good enough. So now it's, oh, that's still not good enough. So now we have to change the rule. Again, this is, in my opinion, maybe I'm being overdramatic. I think this is the same crap as trying to avoid the sh- or trying to get rid of the shift in Major League Baseball. I don't want the baseball player to have to figure out how to get better. I'm going to bail him out and increase scoring by taking that away from the game to increase scoring. And that, that's what it is. Dude, play some defense and stop the other team. Simple. You win. But instead, like in baseball, we're going to bail out the NFL team that can't stop anybody and allow their offense to get the ball back and have an opportunity to go down there and tie the game. Like, it's becoming a thing in sports. If somebody or a group doesn't do something very well and it hurts scoring, then we're going to make a rule to fix it so we get scoring back where we want it. That's what it is across all sports. Hand-checking in the NBA, gone. Why? Because they want guards to be more free. They want players to be more free to be able to get to the hoop and score at a more rapid rate because the scores were so down in the 90s that they hated it. They thought it was killing the game. They want scores in the 115s, 120s. So let's make as many rules as possible in the NBA to increase scoring. National Football League, same thing. Now, they're going to tell you part of it's safety, and part of it is. But you're protecting the quarterback at all costs. Why? Because that's where your big scoring opportunities come from. Your big throws come from that guy. You mark it in the NFL around the quarterback more times than you don't. So you got to keep him safe. Because if you don't have any good quarterbacks, scoring's going to suffer, the product's going to suffer, and so forth. All of these rule changes are made to help solve any type of deficiency in their mind that leads to, a lot of times, the younger demo tuning out. That's it. Same for Major League Baseball. Look at the CBA conversations. No old dude is sitting at his house going, you know what? We should have a pitch clock. No old dude is sitting at his house going, 
you know what? We should put a runner on second base and see how that works in extra innings. No, man. Guys have been watching these sports forever are fine with the way it is. They don't have to, we don't got to change anything. But instead, you've got these sports leagues now all catering, and I understand, to the future. Catering to the teenagers. Catering to the 20-somethings to get it more to where they would want to sit down and watch it and make it more appealing. That's what it is. In fact, I'll give you a perfect example. I brought it to the, my 15-year-old the other day about this whole pitch clock thing. I say it could take a half hour off a game. He goes, that would be better. He goes, I, I would enjoy that a lot more if the game was shorter. He plays baseball. And he just, you know, it's just too long as a fan to watch it. I'll playing it, he'll play it all day. But, but watching it, just too long in his mind. And that is what we're doing. We're trying to trying to appease everybody uh, and keep scoring up. That That's at least my thought. Tim and Tosa, you're first up. Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Tim? Hey, fellas. Great topic. Uh, yeah, last year I found myself again in the, in the, the side of this, the overtime rule for the playoffs are absolutely ridiculous. I, a lot of times, like you guys had already hit on, it comes down to a coin flip. A coin flip isn't has really has nothing to do with the game. It has nothing to do with the offensive skill or the defensive skill or the special team skill of your team. And that's what you really want. You want to have an opportunity for both offenses and both defenses to prove their worth on the field. And I think, like, you, you get a touchdown and it's, and it's over the first day that the offense doesn't even get a chance to come back on the field. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, that being said, I'm okay with regular season ending in a tie because that changes seedings and whatnot. But when it comes to a playoff, you get, the NFL has to change something. I don't know how I feel about the, the two different uh, options that are out there, whether one is better than the other, is the two-point conversion or not. Um, I, I like the gamble of the game. So I, I, I don't know if you know, you're making that decision, like you said, to go for the two-point, you don't get it. The other team has an opportunity now. All they have to do is kick the extra point. Well, I mean, again, that, I guess that's part of the fun gamble. I, I mean, that's part of the gamble, right? That's what you do all game in every single sport. Is you're trying to, you know, chess. It's a chess match in every sport. So I, I don't know. I, I just know that it has to change. Tim, I think opinion. I, I guess I didn't consider the idea that the team that scores the first touchdown. We're talking about the Tennessee Titans proposal here, where every team uh, gets a chance at the ball, both teams, unless. Yeah. Uh, the first team uh, that scores a touchdown hits or gets a two-point uh, try, then the game is over. I guess I had to consider the idea of, you know what, we're not going to go for two. We're just going to kick the extra point and play defense. I guess that is an option where they can just choose to, to, to play defense and see what happens. And at some point, you know, a defense steps up or an offense falters. I mean, and, and that's part of the game that got you to the overtime, that got you to the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I like that variable where not it is it continues the chess match now i don't know which one which one i would pick but i know that regardless i would pick one or the other over the current playoff overtime thanks mark all right thanks for the call appreciate it um you know i i i know we're doing this topic right now um, but i had an idea for another topic literally while we were doing this topic so first of all let me just say this of, of those two options i guess i would rather go with uh, both teams just get the ball. I, I guess that's that's where I'm at. Then fine. So be it. I got no problem with that. If I had another option, I think I would go the college football route. I think that would be my overtime. Uh, again, I, I know a lot of people don't like the college overtime. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of scoring. It, it, it has everything that you could possibly want uh, from an entertainment standpoint. 
And I don't think I've ever heard, I'm sure they've told me, but I don't remember. I don't think I've ever heard Gary and Leroy's take on why they don't want the college overtime other than they just like the NFL the way it is and don't want to change it. I mean, obviously, that's going to be the answer more times than not anytime any of this stuff comes up. But uh, the college overtime to me makes the most sense because if you're trying to increase scoring and you're trying to increase drama, that does it far more uh, than anything that's being suggested here by the Colts, Titans, uh, and Eagles that they're throwing out there. And I'm sure there's a good reason why uh, the owners or players union, because somebody obviously must not want to do this. Maybe both sides don't want to do it. But if you're trying to increase drama, that does it. I mean, think about it. You're watching whatever on TV, right? Uh, you're watching American Idol, let's say. You're watching American Idol, not watching Sunday Night Football. Let's say they're on at the same time. So you're watching Idol, do, 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 do. And all of a sudden you see that this random game that you don't care about, Bengals and Browns, let's say, uh, are playing and it's going to triple overtime and it's like, you know, whatever, some high scoring number. Are you going to turn away to go check out what's going on in that game? It's happened to me, folks. It has. I'm not watching a college football game. I'm watching something else, maybe a different college football game or something else on TV. And you see on Twitter that something's going down in this game where they're two, three overtimes in and the drama and you're seeing highlights and videos and everything else. I'm telling you, it's happened where I've gone and switched over to that game, gone away from what I was watching to go watch that game. And then when you see TV ratings number come out, you can they can break it down to highest moment of the game was at this time, right? Uh, and then there was a peak at, or a drop off at this time. Nine out of 10 times, the peak in those games are overtime. When it gets to the end and you got all that drama. Yes, when you get all these fans that don't care about either team tuning in to see how it's going to end. That's why I think the college football playoff is the college football overtime rule uh, is probably the best rule uh, that I would want to go with at this point. Al in Park Falls, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Al? Hi, how are you? Good. So here's an idea that I've heard, and I not don't remember where I heard it from. But if one team gets the ball, get one team gets the ball in overtime, the amount of time that it takes them to score a touchdown, you put that on the clock, give the other team the ball, and they have to score in less time. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I'm a big fan of it. As, as matter of fact, because now this is what it's going to do, right? So now you're going to get the game done even quicker because what will happen yeah. is your team comes out and you're running two-minute offense. So you get the ball, you're straight up in two-minute offense, and you're trying to score as fast as humanly possible. To me, it doesn't have to be a touchdown or a field goal. Whatever the time is, if you get down there and you kick a field goal in 40 seconds, now that team has to tie or beat you when they get the ball back in the same amount of time. I Yeah, I'm down. I mean, that's different for sure. I love it. Al, thanks for the call. Adam Roberts, what do you think? You have to score in the same amount of time that the other team scores if the first team scores first in order to tie or keep the game going or win. Well, that certainly would up the urgency element of overtime, which would be great. Now, I should also mention, going back to what I was talking about, the college football being implemented, Riley tweets at 1250M, the fan, and at Sparky Radio, something that I hadn't even considered but is important. He says, you have to keep in mind the gambling aspect of adding college football LT to the NFL. The overs would hit a lot more often. Sure. Lots of money would be won slash lost if a game goes to OT. Now, 
Uh, maybe I'm naive, and maybe we should call Horvat to get Horvat on, but Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight. How much does the NFL care about how much money is won or lost in their games? I mean, do we do we think? And I, again, I, I'm I'm telling you right now, I may be naive and ignorant on this. I'm not saying I know everything because I don't on this deal. I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm not very in tune to all of this stuff. But for me, why do I care if I'm Roger Goodell how much money they're making at BetMGM or how much money they're making at any of these other places where you can make bets or whatever? Uh, why does it matter? I don't care if you make a bunch of money. I mean, now, now what essentially what you're hinting at is that these betting sites and these casinos are kind of all in bed with these sports leagues of trying to make sure that this thing stays on the up and up. I just think, and this is great. Remind me to bring this up to Ken Barkley on Friday, AR, when we have him on the big show. Friday's at 1135 um, from You Better, You Bet, and BetQL. Listen to him on Odyssey, on the Odyssey app. I, I want to ask him the, that that this very thing that we're talking about. They, they, I understand that they have sponsorship deals tied into the pro sports now, right? So you have DraftKings, FanDuel, the daily ones. Plus you have Caesars involved and uh, the different casinos that are involved. So I understand they're all tied in. And while they can be a sponsor and they can put up billboards in stadiums or have patches on uniforms or run commercials in games or be attached in social media with links to their stuff or whatever, if they're sponsoring stuff, that's all fine and good. But you cannot, under any circumstances, have a have the gambling involved with rule changes in a sport for the sake of gambling. They can't be tied together. They cannot be tied together. And again, maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe there is some type of a presence uh, from that perspective when you're in a room talking about rule changes and how to change the sport and how to make it better and so forth. Maybe there is that side of the business that's involved in these uh, in these big conference room meetings or Zoom meetings when these guys are talking. I hope not. For the sake of all that is good, I hope that is not something that is talked about and considered when, well, should we make this rule? Well, that wouldn't be good for the gambling industry, so I would have to say no. No, no, no. That, that Listen, then you adjust the lines, right? I mean, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that if the over-under in a football game is, say, you know, 45, 48, whatever the case may be, uh, and now because of overtime, it ends up scoring 80 points and everybody bets the over, fine. But now you're saying that you know they're going to overtime. Isn't that a big... I mean, you really got to be knowing to know a game is going to overtime. I bet you if I told Ken Barkley, all right, Ken, every weekend on the big show, I want you to pick which games are going to overtime. What do you think his percentage would be throughout the course of a year? I bet you less than 5%. I was going to say sub 10, but you're probably more right. It's going to be really low. Right. So, okay. So these guys may take a bath here and there on overs for sure. But if you go into a slate betting all overs because you think, well, I'm going to hit three or four of these because we're going to get at least three or four overtime games. Are you going to make back the money that you lost on the rest of them? See, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's a horrible point. I'm just saying I don't know if I if I necessarily get down with it uh, at the end of the day. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, and uh, interesting stuff. I'm sorry. I'm very entertained by this Deshaun Watson thing going on right now because it's, uh, it's affecting multiple organizations. And now 
Uh, there's more coming from Chris Mortensen on the whole situation in Atlanta. And we know about Baker Mayfield. I want to get into that next here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Affordable family fun. Check them out. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Big tournament starts uh, this week. Place to watch all your favorite games while enjoying your own indoor games. It's Cute Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games. They're huge entertainment game room. Bocce ball. Indoor bocce ball. Foosball. Table tennis. Darts. Pool tables. Whatever you want to play, they've got it. Sell down to some awesome food while you're playing and watching the, all the games on your on the TVs there. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. All right. So, Robbie Makloff, Robbie Show comes up here uh, at three o'clock, uh, 3 o'clock. We'll do a little crosstalk uh, as well between now and then. So, let's go over what's going on with this Deshaun Watson thing. So, Deshaun Watson doesn't play at all last year, not at all. Okay, he's got all this uh, trouble with women and so forth. Then it goes to a court. They determine they're not filing any criminal charges against Deshaun Watson. This happened all about a couple days ago. From that moment forward, floodgates open because the Texans have Davis Mills, played really good at quarterback last year, is probably their future quarterback uh, and is going to be a pretty good quarterback, I think. So he's going to be their quarterback. So they're done with Deshaun Watson. Fine. They say, hey. We need at least three first-round picks and some stuff in order for us to trade Deshaun Watson. That's the deal. All right, fine. Then they say that, look, you know, Deshaun Watson, you want to talk to him and his agent and whatever the case may be because Deshaun has been here forever. We're going to allow Deshaun to essentially kind of tell us where he wants to go. But we got to be able to work out a deal, obviously. Okay, fine. So Cleveland <laughs> goes to meet Deshaun Watson yesterday. The Browns, Brass. Baker Mayfield's under contract. Under contract. Baker Mayfield had his feelings hurt because, dude, I, I am the franchise. Where are you going? Like, you don't trust me anymore? I'm under contract. So if you go get, don't get Deshaun Watson, now I'm supposed to believe that you have faith in me all of a sudden. Now you want me to be your quarterback. So he went out and put on social media this whole thing is, I don't know where my future uh, is going to be. Thank you very much, Cleveland. Almost like a goodbye letter without knowing if he's saying goodbye because he doesn't know where he's going. Now, nowhere in there did he ask for a trade uh, out of Cleveland. Now, he may have behind the scenes, but on social media, did not happen. So from that, from that point on last night, now everybody's speculating about Baker Mayfield. Where is he going to go if Deshaun Watson ends up going to Cleveland? Because clearly Houston doesn't want him. So Baker Mayfield would have to go somewhere else. So then again, the two teams, uh, obvious teams that need quarterbacks, Seattle becomes a talking point. Colts become a talking point. Uh, Saints, I don't think as much. Uh, and Carolina, I'm not sure as much with Baker Mayfield. Either way, they also need starting quarterbacks, so they're all going to be in play to trade for Baker Mayfield. Now comes Atlanta. Atlanta, who hasn't been discussed up until, what, yesterday, day before, about a possible destination for Deshaun Watson. Why? Because they don't got anybody. 
They got Kyle Pitts, their tight end. Calvin Ridley was their best wide receiver. He's gone for the year because of gambling. Uh, and by the way, he did not appeal, if we all remember. He never appealed that. So he's gone for the year. Their best running back was Cordero Patterson, the former wide receiver. He's still out there in free agency. Nobody has, has touched him as of yet. He had a pretty good season for Atlanta last year. They have no offensive weapons. And a suspect offensive line on top of all of that. So why in the world would you go to Atlanta? Well, some reports. One, that he was a ball boy for the Atlanta Falcons at one point, and uh, that he's from Georgia to be playing for his hometown team. So there's that. And there was another report that he reached out to the Falcons and asked if they would be interested in entertaining him going to Atlanta and making a deal for him. because. While he was a ball boy, apparently he became friendly with the Blank family and so forth, and they've got relations between the two of them. Okay, fine. So now they're meeting with Deshaun Watson today, uh, are the Falcons. They got some elaborate thing all laid out for them that they're going to try and recruit him because that's what's happening. These teams all are trying to recruit Deshaun Watson. Now, there was a rumor that San Francisco was going to be involved in this deal for Deshaun Watson, and San Francisco is not involved in this deal. That was shot down by multiple reporters on social media. So they're not involved. So it's still, as of we know right now, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons, the Colts try to get in uh, to this uh, bidding war for Deshaun Watson. The Texans told them, no, we're not trading him in our division. Sorry, Indianapolis, but you're not getting him. So now he's in Atlanta. Adam Schefter tweets out, as Mort Report reported, Chris Morrison, the Falcons informed quarterback Matt Ryan last weekend, so just a few days ago, like I said, this all came together very quickly, that they were pursuing Deshaun Watson. The lines of communication have been kept open between Ryan and the Falcons. Mind you, it was also reported in the past week or two that they were restructuring Ryan's deal and moving money around. Come to find out today, that never happened. Never got done. Never got signed. His deal currently sits as is. He never got any of that money that that was going to come with the restructure. So it never happened. Which means they could still trade Matt Ryan uh, at this point if they were to get to Sean Watson. Now, also remember that... You are looking at a team and thinking, okay, if I go there, who gives me the best chance to win? Now, at least that's how I would look at it. In his mind, if he picks the the Falcons, he just wants to go home, right? Gary Ellerson and I were talking about this. Will Fuller, who played with him with the Texans, who the Packers fans wanted really badly the other year, is a Georgia guy too, and apparently Fuller's waiting on Watson because he's going with Deshaun wherever he goes. So now... He gets to bring Fuller with him. Now, there's another wide receiver Gary saw out there. I haven't seen the report. But apparently, there's another wide receiver, also a Georgia guy, who's from Georgia, that also is going to roll with Deshaun Watson wherever he goes. So now, if you're a team, you're essentially not just getting Watson. You're getting Watson and two starting wide receivers to play with him. Now, all of a sudden, it makes sense to Atlanta, right? Because, okay. I get two starting wide receivers, and I've got a tight end already, and we're in a much better position than Matt Ryan, no starting wide receivers, because they just lost Russell Gage, which would have been their next starting wide receiver. He's gone to Tampa Bay. Now it makes a little bit more sense for Atlanta. But 
these quarterbacks that are being affected by this Deshaun Watson pursuit while they're all still under contract, wherever he ends up outside of New Orleans, they don't have anybody outside of the Saints. The guy's got to be moved on from here, right? I mean, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, whoever it ends up being, one of these guys are on the move to somewhere else. And there are teams that still need quarterbacks. So it's not like, you know, they're not going to know where they're going. But if I'm Matt Ryan, do I pack my bags? Like, is this happening? Do I got to plan on move? Or am I supposed to act like this never happened and then play out the rest of my career with you? All these quarterbacks might want to make a phone call down to Miami and ask Tua how he dealt with all of this last season. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I, I just, this thing is a mess. It's an absolute mess to me um, that this is all happening and all of these guys are kind of screwed right now and having to sit here and wait to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. It's just crazy uh, that everybody has been kind of put on hold waiting to see where Deshaun Watson decides to go. If he picks Atlanta, People are going to lose their ever-loving mind on that one. No question. Uh, Some rumors out there concerning Zadarius Smith and his next location. We'll tell you all about where that is coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Affordable, family, fun. Always, always, always a good time with Milwaukee Admirals hockey. No question uh, about that. Uh, All right, let's talk a little bit about my guys over at Young Express. 
Uh, they do it the right way. They're looking for a dispatcher still over at Young Express. If you're looking for new careers, I'd like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company. I want a company that's been in business for over 31 years. My guys, Young Express. Anytime you're switching jobs, you want to go to a job that's got some stability with it, right? These guys have some stability. They've been around a long time. Uh, so why not go be a dispatcher at Young Express? Don't have to have any experience. They're totally willing to train you. But... Uh, there are some things they're looking for. I have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, good communication skills, computer literate, and an overall friendly disposition of dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. Now, I like to say this is my don't be a jerk rule because uh, I think that's exactly what they're saying without saying it because I'm in there at them. At Young Express, you can get a competitive hourly wage if they bring you on, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, and a health plan. Apply today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G-Express.com. Young Express success drives them. All right, so uh, report out here from Kelvin Watkins, uh, who covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Dallas News, uh, tweets out, Cowboys doing due diligence on plenty of players, but there is legit interest in Zazdarius Smith, the source said, had back issues, and it's something that will be looked at. Um, that is from Kelvin Watkins. I said this when they let him go, and I'm going to say this again. I don't want Zedaria Smith in the NFC. I have no interest uh, in having him in the NFC. Keep him in the AFC far, far away. Could you imagine Micah Parsons and Zedaria Smith having to deal with in Dallas? I, I have no interest in that whatsoever, especially if, Again, we don't know what's going to happen at right tackle for the Packers, but especially if we're going to go into the season, the Packers with a rookie right tackle, no. Nope. I, I don't want anything to do with that. And if I'm Toby Altizer in a Washington van, I don't want him with the Dallas Cowboys. And if I'm the Giants, I get, they're not going anywhere, but they don't want to deal with it. Philly certainly doesn't want to deal with it at this point. To me, uh, that would not be good for anybody involved outside the Cowboys. Be a great sign for the Cowboys. No question. But as a Packer fan, I don't want to deal with that. Especially after all the nonsense with Randy Gregory that went down yesterday, they could probably use a signing win. I wonder, Sparky, I think I saw this on Twitter, someone mentioned, do you think this could possibly be Zadarius's camp using this as leverage to try and get a deal with Baltimore? Maybe. I mean, Baltimore does want him back. They've been monitoring him since he left to go to Green Bay. Um, and it's all about going to what you know, right? I mean... Going home, he lived in Baltimore, played in Baltimore. I'm sure he's got friends still in Baltimore uh, as well. He's got all those relationships with you know, people of the different businesses and so forth that he came across uh, in his time in Baltimore. So it would make sense for him to go back to the Ravens uh, for sure. Uh, here, here's another one for you. Uh, we were talking last time about this Deshaun Watson thing. And like I said, I apologize if you're not fascinated by this, but I am. Uh, Chris Mortensen, uh, this is from Will Brinson. Chris Mortensen at ESPN just now while talking about Baker Mayfield and the Browns, they're breaking up regardless of what happens with Deshaun Watson. They really? quote, want an adult end quote at quarterback when speaking of Baker Mayfield. Uh, Mortensen went on to say, Jimmy Garoppolo is one I would not ignore for the Cleveland Browns. They want an adult they, in the yeah, room. They want an adult at quarterback. If Baker Mayfield wasn't mad before seething. Yo, he's going to be hot to trot on this one. 
You want an adult at quarterback. You Now, again, I don't know what's going on with Baker Mayfield and what that dude is like to deal with. Just like all this Carson Wentz criticism for the Colts. You watched. You saw all the behind-the-scenes stuff during the season with this hard knocks in season with the Colts last year. A lot of what's being said about Carson Wentz, to me, that didn't come across on camera when I was watching him on TV. So you really don't know what these guys are truly like, even when there's hard knocks there, as far as what they're like to deal with. So you don't know what he's like to deal with. I'll say this much. If you're another football team and you see a quote from Mortison saying they want an adult at quarterback, doesn't that put some second guessing into your, into your thinking about whether or not you want Baker Mayfield to be your franchise starting quarterback going forward? Because from my, in my opinion... He's average, maybe a little bit above average. I don't think Baker Mayfield is a special player. I don't. I, I think he's average to probably a, somewhat above average. I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield guy. So for me, you know, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I think I would take Baker Mayfield over Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess, maybe. Because I don't think there's much there with Jimmy Garoppolo either. He's another guy that is probably in that average range, somewhere in that area. But Garoppolo, as we've talked about, is a guy that's not going to care if you run the ball 40 times. He's not going to say, I got to have my throws. Baker Mayfield, maybe he is that guy. Maybe he is that guy that wants to throw the ball a lot, wants to throw to his guys. That whole OBJ thing with Baker Mayfield, remember that? Mm -hmm. That didn't help the situation at all. And now Jarvis Landry's on his way out in Cleveland as well. Is it rebuild time in Cleveland, you think? If you're getting Jimmy G, why are you rebuilding with Jimmy G? If it's rebuild time in Cleveland, then I'm trading Baker Mayfield for picks, mm-hmm. and I'm trading for Jordan Love or some other young quarterback that's buried somewhere to come in and play for a couple of years. I think I'd rather do that than go Jimmy G. What Jimmy G's not going to get you. It's not going anywhere, especially now with what they have left. Austin Hooper, they let him go, so they released him, so now he's on the open market. I don't I don't know what Cleveland is doing. I'll be honest. You traded for Amari Cooper. You led OBJ. Well, you had a self-destruction with OBJ in Cleveland. Then you tell Jarvis Landry to hit the bricks. So he's gone. Austin Hooper is out there. I mean, I don't. And then Ojoku, again, nice. Nice player. Athletic. I don't think I trust his hands necessarily. You give go give him a bunch of money. And again, he's he's been a loyal guy to the Browns, right? Even when he wasn't getting a ton of run. He was still loyal. He didn't speak out or do anything crazy. This Baker Mayfield thing is crazy. Saying he needs, they want an adult at quarterback. Holy crap. I have to wonder how Nick Chubb is feeling watching all of this. Now, he's under contract through at least 2024, so he's not going anywhere. But he's got to be feeling super right now. But Chubb could come out and demand a trade. He'd be like, I want the hell out. Like, y'all are lost your minds. Especially if it's we're trading Baker Mayfield and getting Jimmy G. Then they're completely lost their minds. Then there's absolutely no reason to want to be in Cleveland at that point. Uh, Rami Makhlouf, uh has entered the Lakeland University studios. Uh, we will talk with Rami Makhlouf coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Rami Makhlouf, everybody's favorite host on the fan. His show comes up 3-6 to six this afternoon. Some news coming over here. Zach Grinke, according to Ken Rosenthal, headed back to the Royals, to which I think he's going to where he's going to end his career, or they'll trade him at the deadline. He'll end up on a contender, but that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Grinke's not done. 
He's still a good. Still court. got some good. Still a good, good pitcher. Yeah, I mean, good. he's not he's not dominant, but he's still a good pitcher. He can help out that Royals uh, sure. staff and help out uh, that Royals organization. And if I'm a Royals fan, I'm elated uh, to get Zach Greinke back. That's pretty cool. Mm, I'm happy. I don't know about elated. Elated is big. Elated is like you landed Carlos Correa. That's elated. Uh, no, I don't think they're the same thing. Right. Oh, I that's, think they're two different that's situations. Exactly what I'm saying. So one is right. Like, I mean, the Astros will be elated to have Carlos Correa back, but I think the Royals, I don't know, use a different word then, are excited. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited Royals fans. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the organization, but the fan base. Yeah, man, I'd be jacked. Get out my old Grinky jersey that I had been sitting in my closet forever. Else, now they can have new Grinky jerseys, new Grinky T-shirts. Man, that's a, I'd love. I would have loved Grinky back here. They don't need him. They don't obviously. need him at all. No, no, they don't need him. That's a waste of money. Before we get to your show, yes, you were making me so mad yesterday listening what did to I your do show. Now? I know it's not unusual for you to make me mad. What did I do now? It wasn't like you were okay. Well, you took a unnecessary shot at Ryan Wood as he got off the phone about the whole meet the Mets thing. That was ridiculous. <laughs> um, and Sam pointed out, like, what are you doing? So that was unfair to Ryan. <laughs> did you hear what happened though? What did you hear my explanation of what happened? Yes. Okay. You misunderstood what Sam wanted. Right. You thought Sam wanted you to bully him, which I know, Sam, and I don't think that's what Sam ever would have ever asked you to do. So that was completely unfair to think Sam would have meant that in the first place. Either way, let's move on. Okay. This is where I am angered by. Yeah. Your whole take on Brewers and free agency, Uh I literally was seething mad as I was listening to you. Why? You know what, Brewers fans? Don't try to get better now. Let's just go with what we have. And see, hey man, this is the world the new CBA see, created. Don't blame see, me. See, no, it's not. Don't blame me. This is the world the new this CBA is, created. This is the world the CBA created. If you're playing for a wild card spot or a playoff berth, all you have to they're do is playing, get in the playoffs. They're playing for a World Series, all you have to which do is, means you got to keep up talent wise with the Dodgers. You got to keep up talent wise with the Braves, who have redone their whole team. That's going to be a problem. The Giants. That's. I'm not looking at who the hell's in the division. This division's over. Brewers win the division. So let's move forward. You're trying to win. Uh, a World Series. If I sign Andrew McCutcheon, now again, I'm not a big fan of the signing, but either way, I sign Andrew McCutcheon one year, eight and a half million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Cost me nothing. Mm-hmm. Your way, I got to wait to the deadline and then try to go overboard, prospects oh, no, wise, I, I like in McCut- order to try and trade for somebody. I like the McCutcheon signing. I just wasn't going all in on like, I wasn't getting into a bidding war for a Nelson Cruz or after going after a Kyle Schwarber yes, or absolutely. Anthony Rizzo. Right, and or, I, or, I totally would have been in on any three of those gentlemen. Cruz was my one, Schwarber was my two, Rizzo was my three. Because again, you say it's unnecessary. Right. So Christian Yelts can play like an MVP again? Maybe. But we don't know. Maybe. Right. Well, maybe we don't know. Right. Uh, how about Keston Hero? Maybe. Mm, again, don't know. Maybe. So, Rami, as a Brewers fan, quote unquote, is looking and going, play the maybes, see what happens. We're good. Now, for me as a Brewers fan, I'm going, I'm not trusting the maybes. I'm going to act like they're going to be the same guy they've been for the last two years because that's who they are. But Sparky. Until something changes my mind, I'm not playing that way. I'm playing the aspect of, I need more bats, and I need more offense. My pitching staff is only going to be here for a couple more years. Then they're going to have free agency, and this is going to be over. Now, thankfully, you do have good young pitching coming. Ashby's coming. Ethan Small's coming. you got arms coming behind these guys. Will they be as good as these guys? Don't know. The window's small. Like, you have to go for it right now in the next couple of years. I'm not. And to sit on your hands and go, I don't want to overbid – why? You're misunderstanding what I'm... It's not like you're going to spend this money every year. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Well, I think everybody was then, because I don't think I was the only one. Go ahead. 
in the past, you had to get off to a hot start in Major League Baseball because the regular season meant more. I agree with you that. Oh, I don't when, think that's when, true at when, all. When all is said and done, I agree. You do want to be right there with the Dodgers and the Braves of the world. Yes, absolutely. I don't think but, the hot start ever matters. It's a six month season. Who gives a damn what happens in April? So that's the way everybody else looked at it. And Tim and I always tried to educate. Oh, so and you correct, and Tim are and correct, on this. you people. Okay, yeah. And tell you that. Well, games, I still think that games way. in April mean just as much as games in yeah, September. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in the that's standings. that's fine. Um, Managers manage them completely different. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. So, but you don't have to do that anymore because you don't have have to try to win your division and there isn't just two wild cards it's it's a, it's a whole different it's a whole different game now dude, dude so, i'm so, so glad you are not running an organization for real guys we're not gonna play to win the division we're gonna play for the wild card and then hopefully cross your fingers magic will happen and we'll win this thing first of all that's oh what you do God. that's what you do every year in major league baseball but that's i'm not i'm not saying don't play to go to a wild card every year in baseball No, you play and hope that magic happens in the postseason because it's the most random sport in the world and especially in the postseason but I'm not I'm not saying that you go from start to finish without adding anything. I'm saying you go into the season. You're going to be good enough. You're not only are you going to be good enough to be in the playoff picture. Dude, look at the rest of the NL Central. I don't they're care go- about the Central. They're going to win this division. Don't care. Yes. That, then then come July, you you assess. Empty your farm system and, and try and win it. And you see it. You're going to have to make trades anyways. Not necessarily. That's the thing. I don't know if you will. Maybe you will. Maybe I'll need a reliever. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Maybe but you I'm won't putting, need a bat. For me, goodness, you, you and I are completely different. I know I need a damn bat. That's why I want one now. I don't want to wait till July to find out, oh, look, we suck at offense again. We didn't see this one coming. Dang, how did we miss it? Now let's trade for two bats because we're screwed. No, you, to me, again, we're different and that's fine. To me, I'm going in thinking Yelich is going to not be Yelich again. Castanier is going to suck again. And we're going to have to play essentially, well, here, I don't even know how he gets in the lineup at this point. Yelich is going to have to play. So that's fine. Now you get old guy McCutcheon in here to come in here and try and do something. And as I pointed out yesterday, reading fan graphs, the dude is horrible last year with two strikes. Not because inconsistent contact. No, he just doesn't even hit the ball. That's why his strikeout rate went up with two strikes. Horrible. So now we're going to bring him in and hope he finds a fountain of youth and remembers how to hit again. Now, I know he had 27 homer sparky. Fine, whatever. Great. Y'all say like 220 and then on base percentage like 330. Slugging was like four something. So we'll see if that he works OPS, out. like 787. For me, yes, I wanted... Cruz, who's ancient, fine, but I know the Duke can flat out rake still. Mm-hmm. Schwarber, I'm good with that. Yeah, he's going to walk a ton. He's going to hit bombs at American Family Field. That, if you got McCutcheon and Schwarber, man, I'm good. Let's go. Let's see what happens. Fine. You can get a guy like they're, that at the trade deadline they're if a, you need him. They're a bat short. Then you look at these teams that are having fire sales. Reds are having a fire sale, and the A's are having a fire sale. Not right. involved in either. Not today. We see the Guardians apparently are taking offers on Jose Ramirez. No guarantee they're going to trade him. That dude's got two years left at $24 million. Now that I talk about. That is not a lot of money for that the Milwaukee Brewers. That right? I talk about, yeah. Now, you want to trade a pitching prospect or two or do whatever, fine. And I don't care where he plays. I don't. The, so I brought this up on the air today. And I get, well, who's going to play first? I don't give a damn. I don't care. Put Wong at first. Put Urias at first. I don't care who you put at first. But this dude gets on the field, and in your offense, this offense immediately is better, and you have them for two years. Mm-hmm. Again, that's what I want. I want now. F- fix it now. And then if there's an injury or something, and then you have to make a trade, okay. Or if somebody goes in the tank that you were counting on, and then you have to make a trade, fine. But let's start this season feeling like we got everything we need. 
Let's see how it all plays out. And your way is we got enough to win the division. Let's see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. There's two different philosophies. I understand that. But and the again, Braves are trying to win the damn World Series right now. And again, don't blame me. Blame this new landscape that Major League Baseball created I don't by expanding think the playoffs. See, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it changes anything for a top team. Oh, it changes team. everything. It changes things for teams that suck. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. The Reds are blowing up. The A's are blowing up. It Pittsburgh's still going to stink. I mean, it hasn't changed anything. It doesn't change anything for the Dodgers and the Yankees of the world, no. And it doesn't change And, and it doesn't change anything for their, these teams that are So who that did it tanking. change it for? It changes things for the teams in the middle, like the Brewers. Brewers are winning the division. They're not in the middle. I mean, they're in the middle of what we're talking about with the Dodgers and the Yankees, and then the teams that aren't even trying, like the the, oh, the Reds and the A's. That's where we, where that's where we're, that's where the problem is. See, you think there's a there's a, a gap, a significant gap between the Dodgers and the Brewers. As far as resources and what you can do, yeah. Resources, sure. Talent has shown the Brewers can hang with the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, absolutely. So from that Same aspect, thing with the Rays. I'm trying but to kind of keep up as much as I can. But the Rays, did you see that? What? I don't know if it's done. Is it done? Is that Freddie Freeman deal done? I heard they were in on Freddie Freeman, but I didn't he, believe it. He just put out a goodbye to Atlanta. Freddie Freeman did. So I don't know if he signed that Tampa deal or not. Keep an eye out on that. But Tampa apparently is legit. That would be great for baseball. If Tampa gets Freddie Freeman, I will be very That'd excited. That would be cool. That'd that be, would be cool. That's I didn't, a small I didn't, market I didn't that doesn't spend report. money, yeah. and they get a big dude. I didn't believe the report, but if it happens, that would be cool. Rizzo, Yankees, two years, opt out after one, $16 million a year. Not much at all for Anthony Rizzo. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.